sent that video off to my friend and she's like, okay, well, we'll see if number 5,421 works. <laughs> and sure enough, that day we, we did a thousand dollars by the, by the end of that day, which was more than Nathan would make in like two weeks of working. And we did 130,000 in our first six weeks, a million in less than six months, and then hit eight figures in less than two and a half years. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, guess what? Today, folks, we're on video, and we have an incredible guest who's going to be joining us, soon to be Dr. Jamie Cross. Has such an amazing health journey, such an amazing business journey, spiritual journey. Uh, I'm just so excited and honored to bring her on as a guest to share her incredible story with you uh, so make sure you got some notes, you get ready, you might have to listen to this podcast a few times. But Jamie, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. How are you today? Great. Thank you for having me, Justin. It's so great to be here. Absolutely. Well, our, now our paths crossed. Um, I had joined uh, the Inner Circle with Russell Brunson, and you had some amazing uh, success stories and had some frameworks that so many of us have learned from over the years. But before we get into all that incredible success and business and overcoming mindset and, and all the technicalities of business. Here at the Miracle Plant Podcast, we talk about healing the world, reaching a billion people by 2025, about the power of the Miracle Plant, helping people take control of their health. I know you had a specific health uh, journey and crisis that you had to overcome, so I would love to hear it and share it with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, I've been in the naturopathic world and started a company in 2010, so we've been in this business building journey. And, uh, but even before then I was a newlywed, um, I remember even as a young teenager, just feeling tired a lot. I grew up on a farm and, um, went through this really intense two year leadership development program after I left home. And, and as a young woman, just feeling chronically fatigued and tired all the time, even though I was also very much a high performer. I mean, I owned businesses. I was, working multiple jobs before I met my husband. And then, um, two years after we had gotten married, I, I can't even remember why I went in to get some blood work done. I think that's just what you do. <laughs> like, Oh, I'm just going to go get checked. Um, uh, which by the way, I have a whole new philosophy about that now. Um, and I got a phone call and they they said, we need to get you in right away. Uh, your numbers are way off base. Something going on with your thyroid. And so, um, went in and the doctor sat me down and just said, uh, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And, um, she kind of went on and on about it. You know, you've got this thyroid condition, underactive thyroid, hypothyroid. And I asked her the question, you know, is there anything I can do naturally to overcome this? Can my body heal? Um, are there herbs or supplements? And she almost was like super irritated that I asked the question, which is something that, I mean, I talk about a lot, you know, there's a lot of just really interesting things going on in the traditional medical world. And so I'm a huge advocate now for becoming your own healer. Uh, so 
started taking medication. She said, if you don't take your medication, you'll, um, you'll more than likely never have children. If you do get pregnant, you'll only miscarry and you'll probably have heart conditions. And she, she gave me almost like a death sentence to, for just our family, um, with or without medication. And so, uh, after I started our company, I really started to dive even more deeply into the power of the, you know, what your body's capable of doing and, um, have developed methods now and have gone into school and studied, uh, studied the natural world and the human body. And it's pretty incredible, actually, you know, your body is designed to heal. I've now reversed my autoimmune. So I was progressing from, you know, thyroid condition to having an autoimmune disorder, which is Hashimoto's. And then last year I put myself through my own, uh, method and, completely reversed autoimmune and have been able to reduce medication. And, um, I don't take naps anymore. <laughs> I just am more alive than I think I've ever been. And we've have five children. So that was, that was an inaccurate diagnosis. <laughs> um, but really, truly the power of nature and, um, and I love that you guys, you talk about the five pillars of health. So things like People underestimate the power of staying hydrated, of being out in the sun, of sleeping and getting, getting good, proper sleep, you know, of eating nutrition. And, um, I'm a huge advocate for juicing and blending and something that's really interesting when you start figuring out like the science behind nature and the science of the human body, your body, when you're juicing, uh, it produces two H's and an O in the cell. So it produces water in your cell, which is how we detoxify. Um, so I, I could talk a lot about the different modalities I used, you know, things like colon hydrotherapy, uh, red light therapy, sauna therapy, um, rebounding, sweating, um, and a lot of juicing and then taking certain supplements. Because I believe actually, in, if you have an autoimmune disorder, we're, we're told that your body is attacking itself, which is counter to how the body actually functions. If your body's going to heal itself, then it can't simultaneously attack itself. So I truly believe that people are suffering from autoimmune today because there are pathogens in their body, some kind of virus, and it looks a lot like our own DNA. And so because doctors are, they don't have answers, they've just given us this sort of pat answer of your body's attacking itself. And so what I did was, I addressed in my healing journey, I started addressing pathogens, you know, cleansing and, um, some things they say that you can't actually eliminate from your cell because some of these pathogens can end up in your DNA. And I've heard from other naturopathic doctors that you can put these pathogens in a cage. You can never truly eliminate them. Um, but even things like I, I've been doing frequency therapy. So when you put sound waves in through your cells, certain pathogens and viruses and, um, everything from, you know, bacteria and yeast to, uh, um, parasites, they all speak, you know, they have a certain, uh, sound or vibration. And so if you put certain megahertz and vibration through your body, you can actually combust these pathogens. And so doing that, I started to see progress from it. And interestingly enough, it's, it's pretty amazing when you start just doing some of these things that have been around for the last 50 years, hundred years, thousands of years, uh, your body will heal. So here I am now still on this journey and just 
getting stronger and stronger and continuing to discover more and more about what the body's capable of. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I could go all day learning and listening and we talk a lot about juicing and for my, our story, uh, you know, with my son, he, you know, all of a sudden developed autism diagnosed around three and a half after a, a routine medical checkout. And we, um, you know, we got all the tests, the food allergy tests. Uh, we did tests for pesticides and heavy metals. Everything was off the charts, 99 percentile. Uh, his body was totally inflamed and was not able to detoxify. Fortunately, I was raised holistically. My mom, you'll have to meet. Um, she's uh, she, she's around and she's research development for us. And she's on our podcast, this one as well, yeah. uh, from time to time. And so we, we did the juicing and the cleansing, the probiotics, the prebiotics, and and uh, you know organic, of course, and through nutrition, get rid of all all the processed foods, refined sugars, all the addictive chemicals, and and uh, pesticides mm-hmm. that's in our food source, unfortunately, in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to get his diagnosis down from severe to medium, uh, which means we can start to teach him to read and write and engage wow. in the world again. But we hadn't gotten him all the way back, and then we found the power. Um, uh, raw cannabis juicing uh, was helping mm. with stage cancer, shrinking tumors, and <gasps> I connected the dots with. And I know you were out in Colorado for a while with, you know, Paige and Charlotte Figi, who were using yeah. um, cannabis or CBD for seizures and epilepsy. So I connected the dots with well, raw cannabis, and then uh, seizures with CBD. Why not? I just grow some raw hemp out here in California, mm. and we juiced it, cold pressed it, and along with the, the healthy supplementation and diet. And that's what got his diagnosis cleared. So in fact, I dropped him off at summer camp at surf camp with some buddies and, and he's out there. He's uh, 10 now and having a blast. And so um, I totally identify and, and the naturopaths are the best. I recommend um, any, anybody, you know, reach out to, to, to Jamie, if you're in, in the Tennessee area or anything like that, but naturopaths. And I, I met so many incredible naturopaths on our journey, but also um, on platforms like this, a podcast and like, I don't know if you remember when Clubhouse was around, you know, <laughs> we were all talking and, and I got to meet so many great people like that. So mm. on, on that on that note, too, I mean, I know that what people know you for, what I know you for is is keeping it with the raw and the juicing is is the raw honey. How did that happen? And and uh, was that part of your healing journey or how did that all go? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can kind of that's part of like my business journey too. Cause I started developing these products and, um, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit over from the health journey, but I, about 2010, I was two and a half years into full-time motherhood and, um, my husband was teaching full-time and we just weren't like making the bills. And I was struggling as a, just a, a mother wanting to do better for my children. I wanted, I was craving more. I wanted to build something. And so I just, um, one particular week through all these like financial things and, you know, getting calls from the utility company saying, when are you going to pay your bill? (laughs) Um, Nathan came home who my husband's a very, an extreme introvert. And he came home with this $25 gift card and said, Hey, I'm going to take this gift card down to the local ice cream shop. It was an ice cream shop, um, gift card. He said, I'm going to see if I can go sell it for half of what it's worth so we can have some gas money for the week. And at that point I was like, okay, this is not our life. We, this is not what we signed up for. This is not what we said we were going to do. 
um, we were going to like change the world together. And so I just cried out to God that night, um, bawling my eyes out and just said, God, show me a billion dollar idea so that I can, um, I still get emotional when I tell the story too. So I can change the world and leave a legacy for my family. I've been telling this story now for 13 years. <laughs> it, uh, it still just feels so like alive. Um, and went to church on Sunday and our pastor, you know, 13 years ago, stopped the sermon and said, Hey, um, this has never happened to me before, but the Lord just spoke to my heart and said that there's a stay at home mom here who he wants to give a billion dollar idea to. So get ready for it. And at that point, I just was like, okay, God, it's me. And <laughs> just pick me. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And whatever you give me, I'll be faithful with it. And so I had a dream not too long after that. And it was like a business blueprint. And so I woke up and told my husband, I'm going to start a skincare company, an apothecary. And um, just started formula or like playing around with chemistry and formulation and formulated mm-hmm. our first product. And so in that process of my sons were born with really bad eczema and I'm, you know, doing wholesale retail. I hit the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs peddling soap, you know, um, at $2 a bar at the time, just walking into stores, talking to owners and buyers. And, um, and as I was going through these formulations, I was discovering the power of raw honey and farm fresh beeswax. And cause when I first started sourcing, um, I hadn't started doing farmer's markets yet. And so when I jumped into doing farmer's markets, I was interviewing and talking to farmers all day, every day, all over the state of Colorado and really digging into their pain points and realizing um, I want to be a farm to face, seed to skin type of brand. And I need to deepen my relationships and connections and understanding of what's happening in the farming world. And so um, as I was sourcing, I remember I was buying these tubs of, beeswax that were, um, it was white. It smelled like plastic. They basically were bleaching it and denaturing it. And so it lost all of its potency and its vitality. And then at the markets, I was right next door. My booth next here was this, um, Swedish beekeeper. And, um, and we started talking about farm fresh beeswax and raw honey. And, um, and at that point I was like, can I buy honey and, and, beeswax from you and start playing with those ingredients. Well, his beeswax was bright orange. It smelled like honey. And I started learning about things like it's rich in vitamin A, which means um, that's why people are using retinol. You know, vitamin A helps your skin, your cells turn over. So it's anti-aging. It's going to help you fight acne and breakouts. And it's going to help prevent acne and breakouts because it's not only is it non-clog, you know, non-pore clogging, but it's also antimicrobial. So it's helping to keep your skin clear. It's also a humectant. So it's going to draw moisture out of the air and lock it into your skin. And most of our moisturizers and skincare products today are water-based. Water is unstable. So it's, it's also requiring, you know, preservatives and emulsifiers in order to stay stable. And so um, that's why our products are all waterless, but water also is a dehydrant if you don't lock it in. So, cause it attracts water, water attracts water. You put it on your skin, it removes water from your skin and releases it into the air. So the beeswax really helps to keep your skin all young and soft. And so I just started working with those ingredients and, um, I had women in tears coming to my table at the markets saying, um, 
oh my gosh, I've tried everything and my acne's gone or my eczema's gone, all these different great testimonials. And so that was the beginning of our journey. And on the business side, I'm kind of like doing my market research, figuring out what people really want, learning how to serve the market in the greatest possible way and in a unique way. I mean, every day there were new soap companies popping up. If anybody's in business and they think that they're in a saturated market, you can do anything. If I can build a soap company to what we've done so far, you know, anybody can build something. So, um, so that was the beginning of our journey and it was through business that I really dove deep into healing and, and the beeswax and the honey. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we're all about raw, raw juicing, raw, uh, raw honey, raw. We've had honey sticks that we give away at farmer's markets and fairs and we refuse the raw, uh, you know, CBDA, which is from the raw, you know, hemp plant that you cold press with the honey mm-hmm. stick. People just go nuts about it. So we love raw honey. Um, and so you had this billion dollar, you know, calling or vision. And how did you go from farmers markets, which out here, even in California to this day, will not allow us to uh, sell CBD and they will kick you out of the farmers market in Ventura, Southern California on the beach. That's wow. how, how much opposition uh, that we're up against. But wow. um, tell us how, how could, and that's when, when, when March of 2020 hit. That's when I went down the rabbit hole with Russell was because it's like, all right, we've all been conditioned to buy online. We're all doing Uber Eats and we're all getting our groceries delivered. Um, that now you really have to understand this digital marketing game because that, mm. that old way of, 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 you know, doing what you did, you know, wholesales and all those kinds of things. Farmer's market is is really kind of passe. So how did you go from farmer's markets to becoming this incredible empire that you built? Yeah, well, um, it all, I think we, you know, we, we make changes and we, we take these risks as entrepreneurs when we're in a place of pain and like, we're just, we've kind of, I got so fed up with like, I mean, farmer's markets is no joke. We were doing seven a week. Um, I had a team of people like all through the front range and all throughout Colorado, just showing up to these markets and we were doing all this hustle, but all of our money was going back into the business. There was no real like tangible surplus or profit. Like there was profitability, but not the kind of surplus that was going to help Nathan come home from working full time as a teacher. And we still were not taking vacations, you know? So, um, I started thinking, okay, I've got an amazing product line that's been proven. We've got traction there. And, I have some entrepreneurial muscles that I've built now. I'm ready to really grow this thing. And so I started studying this whole digital marketing world. And I remember posting somewhere. um, It must have been on Facebook or I don't know if I was in a group or something. And I said, I'm looking for a marketing mentor. I want to understand business and marketing principles. And somebody said, if you're looking for principles and not just strategy and tactics, you're going to go far. And that actually like stuck with me because I remember really being hungry. I was consuming books. You know, if you want to earn more, you have to learn more. And so I was just studying and researching and I found Russell Brunson and he was doing this, like he was doing all his video things. I mean, he was everywhere. Once you start, once you go down the Russell rabbit hole, like he pops up everywhere. (laughs) Um, And somehow I happened upon this interview that he was doing with Trey Llewellyn and Trey was talking about buying these gun cleaning kits and selling it and making like $2 million in a weekend. 
And I was like, okay, if this guy can use this whole funnel thing for gun cleaning kits, I could certainly do it for soap. It's the same concept, you know? And so I bought Russell's books, started, I went to a funnel hacking live, which I had had, um, a seven month bed rest. Uh, I was hemorrhaging pregnant with our fourth baby. So we have five boys now and our, our fourth son, I was really sick. I just had a lot of time to like read and study. And when he was born, he was really sick. So I remember like coming out of this super illness as a, you know, a new mom and super sick baby. And then that made me even more like we can't keep staying where we are. We have to like push through. Cause I remember like being in the hospital for nine days with Asher as an infant, you know, newborn and Nathan had to go back to work and like just being so lonely and terrified. And, um, and I'm still like running our business from like, it was just a really terrible season, but it was a, another wake up of like, okay, just keep moving forward. Don't stay comfortable. And so I uh, went to Funnel Hacking Live and I remember Garrett White was speaking and he said, um, everybody repeat after me, you know, and like all the rah-rah. And I'm always like, okay, enough of the rah-rah, you know, like just teach us something. <laughs> and he's like, everybody repeat after me. I am a marketer. And everybody's like, I am a marketer. And then you're a leader. I'm a leader, not a savior. And I'm a leader, not a savior. And we had to say it over and over and over again. And then there was a moment in that, at that FHL that Tony Robbins spoke and he had everybody stand up and imagine their breakthrough moment. For me, that was my, my husband and I had dreamed for years that we were going to buy land and we were going to buy a farm. And I had always pictured our little boys, um, bare feet on the grass for the first time. And so I remember standing up, he's like, just picture that moment. And I just kept thinking about like my little boys and their bare feet in this fresh grass. Cause we had just bought our farm. This is what I'm picturing, like dreaming about while all while, like I barely made it to FHL and had no money for cheese at the time, <laughs> you know, like zero grocery budget. And he said, now open your eyes and pretend that moment just happened for you. And I just, let loose. Like I let everything in my heart just explode. And I was just like jumping up and down and bawling my eyes out. And something happened in me where I was like, I'm going to fight to the death to make sure that this is what we have. And I just followed the principles and like read the books and did the thing. That's the power of mentorship, you know? And so was doing all these funnels, nothing was working. Um, doing the video. The first time I did a video, I was sweating so bad. My shirt was like dripping. I'm dripping. My heart's beating. And there's like four people that showed up. <laughs> and, and I had this offer that just was not converting and I kept tweaking it. But Russell said, if you do a video every week for a year, you'll make a million dollars. And I'm like, I need to make like $30,000 for the whole year. I'll take whatever, you know, anything above that is... Uh, cause that's about what we were making at the time for after taxes. And, um, sure enough, like kept doing the thing imperfectly. It was, you know, cringe worthy. I look back on some of those early videos that now have like hundreds of thousands of views and they're like, Oh, uh, but we were driving traffic too at a friend who offered to do some ads for me. And finally, one day I had done the perfect webinar so many times and, um, 
I just scrapped the script. It was windy outside. I was sitting in front of my brick wall outside and the boys are running around outside. I'm like, guys, get in the house. I'm trying to record a video. Just give me like five minutes apiece. And through the papers, like my script, the wind was blowing them around everywhere. And I just sat down in front of the camera and was talking to my, my phone. Like I was sitting with a friend having coffee and I had done this perfect webinar so many times at that point that it just came out more of like as a story and sent that video off to my friend. And she's like, okay, well, we'll see if number 5,421 works. (laughs) And Sure enough, that day we, we did a thousand dollars by the, by the end of that day, which was more than Nathan would make in like two weeks of working. And we did 130,000 in our first six weeks, a million in less than six months, and then hit eight figures in less than two and a half years. And man, just telling the story, I was, that really is like, the power of faith. And my husband was always so supportive, but I was also just relentless about figuring this thing out, you know, because women are always asking me, how do you have time? How did you do it? How did you have time when you had kids and you were pregnant and you had a business? And I'm like, what other option is there? It's either mediocrity or you make it happen, you know, and you got to choose your heart. And even if it means you sleep when you're dead, you know, so it was nap times and weekends and every early morning and late at night, just funnel hacking and building and working. And, um, and my boys don't even remember half the, the times I was just not present. Um, but, and now we're, our, our kids are involved, you know, we bring our family along with us. They're, they're doing the business with us. And, um, we're kind of just getting started, actually. The, the more you grow, the more you have to know. The more who's you need to figure out. Like, there's just so many. We're solving bigger problems. Business is hard, you know. And I feel like the the 13 years it took to get us here, along the way, I, I was like, my spirit was broken. My muscles were being built up. Um, in order to be able to handle the things that we're doing now. And so I would always encourage people, don't try to rush the process. Um, There is a process to becoming successful. And if you don't build the inner muscles and like master the inner game, then you'll really struggle with success, either attaining it or keeping it. Absolutely. You know, it makes me think of um, Gene Graziosi, uh, don't, uh, Tony Robbins' uh, CEO partner. He said, which I thought was, I'm pretty sure it was him, said that, um, you know, if you want a better life, solve bigger problems or get bigger problems. And, and, and I think that there's so much to that that, you know, I think, and Tony talks about this too a lot about how, like, we have this vision sometimes where we're going to, we're going to, we're going to reach some plateau or someday this is going to happen and then life will be great. And then no more problems, mm. no more challenges, no more stress. <laughs> and that's just not why we're here. Uh, we're here mm-hmm. to grow into the person that can handle those kinds of things and, mm-hmm. and maybe teach our children or teach others what we've gone through to help them mm-hmm. on the journey along as well. And, and so I just think that's mm-hmm. so powerful that, that you're, you've gone through all those things. What, what as, a, as, a, as a serial entrepreneur myself, what are some of the things that you're solving right now or some of the more recent lessons that you've solved that, because I know you're, you know, in that eight-figure going to nine-figure space, which is rarefied air, but I'm, I'm always taking notes and listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, um, 
when you get to this point, like it's not, it's what the, the person I was to get us here is not the same person that we have to be to get us there. Like in the early days, the zero to a million, like you're wearing every hat, you're trying to figure every problem and solve all problems. Now I've got to find my who's it's like, who I'm the junior man on like 80% of our business now. And I'm getting the experts in the seats so that they can people who have scaled to a hundred million or to a billion already. And so finding the right who's, or at least in my own work of, um, for instance, the other day I was actually sitting down with our integrator and normally like if something's not, uh, if I need to like fix something, it's like, I got to go in there and I got to fix it. And it's just easier for me to do it. But I was like, okay, no, like this is an opportunity for me to, um, delegate in a, new and more powerful way and like empower the team to do the thing so that they can do what they were hired to do. And so I'm learning how to be, um, not in the day to day, not in the details, but being able to stay high level and stay like visionary. That's one big thing is, um, that fine balance between like passing the baton and staying responsible and in it as you're like growing your team, um, because we're not like the machine hasn't been built yet. And that's another thing too. We, we shifted our business over into a social selling model three years ago and we have a field, a sales field. A lot of them have come from big billion dollar companies that had infrastructure, but we're building the infrastructure. We're a moving target every day. We're like, okay, well that didn't work. And then, <laughs> you know, um, so that's part of it too, is just like the nuance of the in industry and the model that we're in is, is a, a nut that we have to crack. Um, and also just like physical products business is tricky too, because you got to capitalize future growth with current cash flow. So cash flow is always an interesting, like, but the beauty of what I learned from Russell and that I, I always had a conviction about like not taking on a ton of debt and not like, we're actually a debt-free company and we're profitable. But as we're growing, I'm like, okay, maybe we need to have more cushion. Um, and so there's just the whole, like we brought on a CFO. So the financial piece of um, having better forecasting and better like reporting and understanding the numbers better is definitely a new journey. And then also cutting costs, you know, I could, I could go on and on about the lessons I'm learning right now. But. I, think the who, I love it all. I mean, I geek out on this stuff all day. It's my life and I love to live. And um, what I know the who, not how, the, and it's so powerful with, with you know, Benjamin Hardy. So what's some secrets you have for, first of all, that's great that obviously you figured that out. And what, what got you to a million isn't going to get you to 10. And who got you to 10 isn't going to get you to 100. So when you're finding these who's, what's some secrets or some people or mentors that, that you found to find these who's, to hire these who's, to get these people, the right mm -hmm. ones for your business? Yeah. Something I, I, I talk, that's a really great question. I talk a lot about is, you know, growing a business is about, I always say, think, do room. You got to think correctly. You got to start believing rightly, like get your mind, um, I'm amazed when I look back and even when I talk to people and I'm like, man, we are where we are because of the way that we think. So if we learn to think correctly and believe rightly, then we'll grow. But then we have to follow up with like correct action and taking action and 
it's not enough. You can't stay in the learning zone. You constantly have to be doing the right thing. But then the room part is as soon as we hit that six figures, I joined the inner circle. So I got into a mastermind and I got mentorship. And, um, and so I also, I am very relationship driven. And so some of my best hires, actually some of our most, our whole team is amazing. We have zero drama in, in our corporate, in our company. Um, and a lot of our team are people that I've known for 30 plus years from when I was like seven or eight years old, you know, friends I grew up with, um, have come on board, but then also people that I've met in masterminds who I've developed relationships with over years. Um, you know, I, I hired our, our integrator in January and she's incredible. I've known her for five years. And then over the last year, we, we met in another mastermind and we were like best friends. And so, um, I have a whole philosophy on actually like building with friends and, um, but just, I, I think it's, it's like, who's in your circle. Uh, also just always nurturing, even from a distance, I, I went from being in masterminds now too, or my focus is now I have uh, one-on-one mentors who I, I pay a lot of money to, but they can give me specific um, insights. And they've connected me to a lot of really high level, like our CFO now, um, our financial team. It's because I've, I've served and I've connected and I've maintained relationships and made that like a priority. And also something I really believe in is I've never invited myself to the table. I always thought if I could make really amazing products and do right by people and like send my products out as soldiers and let them do the testifying, then I'll be invited to the table. So I've always wanted my reputation to precede me. Um, And so I think that's a really key thing in business is that we should be constantly like being the best at what we do and building with excellence so that there's some notoriety there or some like respect when, when I reach out and say, Hey, would you mentor me? It's not like, Oh, I'm like, I'm going to be the best client you've ever had because I'm going to get results based on what you're telling me to do. And every week we come back and it's like, I did exactly what you told me and I got results, you know? So just having that sort of, um, perspective on building a powerful reputation that delivers results. And I think in the marketing world, we don't see a lot of like, there's just this sort of make money, you know, build the ATM machine, but there's not a lot about like having uh, a rapport with people. And I think that's so important. um, If you're going to get to really where you want to go and um, just constantly being like serving from a place of, uh, pushing people forward and encouraging people and becoming like honey, you know, like becoming an attractive character and a magnet for people where they want to, they want to be a part of what you're doing. that's another thing too, is like the vision is so big where other people's visions fit into my vision. You know, when I hired, when I had hired Heather, like, I'm like, you could totally go build your own thing. Um, some of the people on our team have owned their own companies and they're like, I actually see myself doing more and doing better because I'm a part of what you're doing. And, um, and it's always like, it's us together as team, as a team. It's not me over everyone, even though like, if you look at the org chart, that's what it looks like, but it's like, we're all pulling together and I'm here to spur you on. Um, and so there's just really good synergy and culture in our, in our company. Absolutely. Well, I know speaking of culture, um, 
you have a podcast and a movement yeah. and I want to, you know, I, I want to be respectful of your time, but I'd love for you to share, you know, what your podcast is about, how they can find it and, and what your movement is. Thanks, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I started the Her Effect back in 2015, which has been more of like a labor of love. There hasn't been any kind of like profit model attached to it or anything like that. But my vision was there's going to come a time where I want to actually help other women do what I've done and people really, I mean, we have a lot of men that follow too. (laughs) They're like, can I, can I be a part of this? (laughs) Even though it's the her effect, it's like, of course, come one, come all. Um, but the pain that I was in and I see a lot of mothers just having limiting beliefs about what they're capable of or what is possible for them. And so, um, I'm actually in this state now after eight years of kind of dreaming and, and, pouring myself out into relationship to actually like building my first training, um, training system for the six figure entrepreneurs. Cause all of our free stuff is great, you know, and, and there's so much stuff out there, but, uh, just starting to really serve women at a higher level, um, to help build, uh, we're calling it the empire builder lab within the her effect. So we're going to develop women into, um, living the life that they're worth, you know, worthy of the calling they've received and building a business that is truly going to help them create a legacy. That's what we're supposed to be doing here for sure. On this. Love it. Well, I love the podcast. I've been listening to a lot of great episodes and I encourage you to, to listen to it as well. I mean, Jamie's very humble, um, but she's obviously uh, incredibly successful and such a great person and willing to share you know, and be vulnerable, which I think, you know, which is so powerful for you to be able to listen and hear, you know, the things that you're struggling with and, and, and leave some, you know, uh, a breadcrumb trail for you to follow, to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in life, whether it's personal, spiritual, business, you know, the things that we all want to do. So uh, where can they find you? Is it the, is go to the Her Effect podcast? Where should people, if they want to learn more about you and and you yep. have these incredible products that you make. Where should they go? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The best place to go really is the her Um, and you can find the podcast there and then everything that we're working on right now. Uh, it's all there on the site. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm glad we got to meet briefly for two seconds in the last uh, <laughs> mastermind. I know it was like in passing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I hope to see you either at an FHL coming up or a mastermind in the future. And uh, you've been a real inspiration to me. I've definitely been following and watching what you've been doing. And you've really helped even me understand how the messaging and the five minute perfect webinar and your story is such an inspiration. So just uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you're, you're definitely paying it forward by by teaching uh, those that are coming behind you how to uh, accomplish their dreams as well. So thanks again so much for swinging by. Thanks, Justin. All right. Well, thanks everybody for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. We'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in and be a blessing, everybody. Happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. 
Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.